This is CliffCentral.com. It's finally September. It's finally springtime, baby. I'm hoping that you're ready. It's going to be a fun-filled show. This is Unplugged and In Charge. We're about to kick off right now. I just want to hit a couple of horns because it's September right now. Yeah! Welcome to it. Welcome to September, my people. The tribe of superstar leaders. We in the building, baby. We in the building. All right, all right, all right. Enough with the fooling around. Let's kick off the show the way we always do. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to it. It's another and fantastic episode. Uh, I could like to call it an episode, but it's really just another one of those really cool times where we get to sit together, talk about a couple of really cool things. Just try to shape your mind or help you, you know what, uh, in terms of just gearing you up for life itself. It is great because now it's September. It's a new time in, in a season. Uh, and a new season sometimes means new beginnings, a new chance for you to, you know, just have a new chapter in life. And just actually go ahead and tackle life a little bit better. Whatever you you didn't do quite well before, you can get to, you know, reinvent yourself with in terms of just doing a lot better right now in the new season as well. My name is Weza. Weza, that guy. I'm not alone. I'm also here with Mr. Von the Everything. Von, are you good, brother? Yeah, I'm all good, my brother. It's a new it's a new uh, month, a new season, and a new studio for us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, new studio as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, all that, in. In fact, that's why I got, you know, I, I got... My my new uh, well we always had it but you know now I like to call it my new horn man I got my new horn you know I got that thing going on I got that thing going on <laughs> I, was, I was I was wondering if touch like um, <laughs> uh, put a put a copyright on that for all other shows <laughs> we can't use his horn as <laughs> uh, well touched in the other building yeah, so touch doesn't have to in know. this building <laughs> yeah. we can do what we want to do we sure. unplugged and in charge and yeah, unradio yeah. and cliffcentral.com Okay, so it's a really great time to be alive. As we mentioned, uh, um, today is also the launch of Touch Central. Yeah. It is our sister channel. It's cool. We have a sister channel online. I mean, we're growing, man. We're growing in leaps and bounds, and it's a really great time to be yeah. alive. I think I put, I take my hat off for people like Gareth Cliff, for people like uh, Tebow Touch, for you know what? Um, not just uh, leaving uh, a certain brand of radio and and or, and just going from being one radio host to a, being a radio host somewhere else, but instead just saying, you know what? I'm I'm willing to take the calculated risk of starting my own instead of being a radio show host yeah. of a leading radio station. How about I do my own thing? Make my yeah. own leading radio station yeah. that's a groundbreaking radio yeah. station somewhere else, something totally different and it, it's a it's a better thing to do because i mean for sure it's it's, a, it's really it's it, a it's a braver thing to do yeah that's, that's, yeah that's for sure and generally the braver you are uh you know they say that fortune favors the brave so yeah if you if you do pull it off you uh you obviously reap a lot more rewards yeah right yeah. and and it, i mean that that being said it's not always the easiest thing to do i mean i no, know so many so many big radio stars who decided to you know just stay being a radio star and yeah. just hop from one station to the other yeah and uh you know because in in coming up you go from being in the graveyard shift and then it 
you know, you, you steadily make your way. Then you're in the afternoon. For then sure. you, you, when you get really big, you're either in the morning or in the, you know, the afternoon drive. Yeah. And then when you get old, then they start to push you, yeah. <laughs> you know, to the evening again. Yeah, you get to, until, you start sliding down the, yeah, the food then chain. Yeah, you start sliding yeah. down the food yeah. chain. But, but what they did well now was to say, you know what? While I'm still at my prime, and uh, if there's any move that's going to be made, let me rather make a proactive move into something a lot bigger. Yeah. And and I mean, it's it's a really great thing. It's really challenging though. But I think we can all um, take you know take something out of that. Whether you are uh, an engineer right now, whether you're a student, whether you are in corporate as a BCom graduate, or you know, yeah. even in law, whatever yeah. you're doing, or even if you still on the come up, you're just uh, working in a in a government office somewhere, and you you kind of hate it, or even if you're a teller. You know what? Yeah. New season means that you can take a, a calculated, yeah, take a calculated risk. Obviously, don't just you know jump ahead and do whatever mm. um, that's rather reckless. But yeah. But when you move from one thing to the other, and when one door closes, um, a bigger door could open if you're just ready for it and you just yeah. go for it in that way. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true, man. I think uh, it's about knowing, you know, everything's about timing, essentially. Mm. So it's like sometimes great ideas and like good moves at the wrong time yeah. can seem like it was a bad, uh, it could seem like it was a bad move. Yeah. But whereas the move and the idea is good, it's mm. just about when you do it, you know. So yes. so obviously, I mean, like, you know, it, being a new season, being, I know people get that vibe, you know, it's like new yeah. month or oh, spring, they go, they, they make like, um, how do you how do you say like like um, spontaneous decisions? Yeah, which are not always a bad thing. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut, but you got to try like take a little step back and think about you know how um, how I see this panning out, or is it mm. the right time? Because timing yeah. is timing is vital to sort of some sustainable success. Yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, I remember even in earlier times of me doing business, uh, and and this is uh, you know a fundamental error that we all make yeah. at some point or the other where. We do something because it's a good thing to do, but it's just not the right time to do yeah, this good thing, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, every good thing also has a good time as well. So you yeah. need to get the timing right of some of the really great ideas that you have as well. It, it's not enough to just have a great idea Absolutely. and then just want to do it immediately. Exactly. The timing The timing is a big part of it. I mean, like, you know, when I think about it, we, we, we like, the only time you can, re the, the only time you really have to start thinking about timing is when you sort of leave school and leave varsity because when you're in school and you're in varsity, the timing is set for you. You know, mm. it's like, you know what you're doing every year. You have to pass the next yeah. grade. So it's not, there's nothing in that space that's really about the timing it's more about that's more about like the building on certain fundamental things like mm. you know friendships and education and whatever but the minute you leave varsity and you're like in a, the big world uh then timing becomes very important because sometimes doing things sometimes doing things very quickly and other times doing things um over some time uh you know, is the determining factor between whether you make it or not. So you only really start concentrating on your time then. So it makes it a very difficult thing to do because you, you don't really do it in your fundamental years that often. You know, growing up, you don't always worry about timing too much because it's kind of like set out in a schedule. Whereas as you leave, it's like, oh, now I have to understand this concept of when to do certain things and what's the right time and what's the wrong time and how do I work that out? And I guess... Trial and error is sort of where uh, where you end up uh, learning the most uh, you yeah. know, after after varsity and after studying. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, also, and on the other hand, um, you 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 don't always have to wait and wonder if 
when is the right time? So you, because if you do that, then you will always just stand at the cliff and never. Quite yeah, you'll jump never do either. anything then. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. if, if, if there's a saying that says if we, yeah. if we, if we always had to, if we had to wait for everything to first be perfect to do to get something started, then nothing will ever be done. Yeah, because nothing was ever perfect. Sometimes the weather wasn't perfect, but you decided, you know what? I have to get started. This is true. Hopefully the weather will become right while I'm in the process. This so sometimes true. those are also things that, uh, you know, can affect a certain decision. It, when, when we mention uh, timing, it, it, it might be on things that you really yeah. do have control over, but then there are things that you don't have control over. And with those things, sometimes don't wait too long, you know, try, yeah. try your best to, to really just get started, jump in there. And do something until something happens. I mean, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, like, um, you know, t- timing is only important if you're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just like it's, it's a non-existing, you know, a non-existing concept. So, obviously, I think before you start thinking about when am I going to do it, just start doing it. Like, mm-hmm. st- the, the the time to do something is always the right time. Yeah. Like, you know, right now is the right time. Yeah. If you feel like doing something right now, do it. Um, but it's about, I think the timing aspect comes in whether you, when you start having to make decisions like, do I go live with my product or do I, um, do I get an investor or do I quit my job? You know, those type mm-hmm. of things I think require a little yeah. bit more strategic, but, but actually in terms of doing things right now is the right time. Yeah. All right. Now talking about, um, leaving your job, um, Von, uh, it's still kind of fresh. You left your job not too long ago. Yeah. When I zoom into your conditions where you were working, I mean, it was coming along well. It was a ad, it was marketing and advertising, right? Yeah, yes, it's still there. Yeah. yeah, and um, and it was going a bit well. I mean, your boss had said, you know what, you might even get some shares if you mm. stay here long enough. Mm. Um, just tell us a bit about your conditions. Yeah, and then tell me. Why the other up? How how did it look like on the other side of the fence while you were still working? Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, look, uh, with me uh, in that situation, um, it 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 just comes to it it comes down to I'm the type of person that always wants to. Uh, be doing different things and challenging myself. You yeah. Know? So I think after three years, you kind of get into a position where you're kind of just tired of doing the same thing over and over. It's um, interesting because I'm thinking your dad probably did the same thing over and over for 40 years. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. He did. I mean, I mean, that's but we completely different generations, completely different mindsets. You know or, what I mean? Uh, or maybe you just got ADHD. Maybe that's also that's also <laughs> that also could be the that also yeah. could be the the reason. But I think it just comes down to um, look. I don't have any bad blood there. I mean, there's still uh, there's still sort of talks that go on right now that mm. uh, you know I could. Still be involved in some certain way in yeah. in a franchising opportunity, but just in general, the decision came from you know like I'm a young guy. Uh, mm. There's a lot of things I want to try, a lot of things I want to do, a lot of things I want to dedicate my time to. Yeah. Uh, I think I should I think I should try um, and adjust my life in, in order to do those things. You but, know? but just so that I can get an understanding, so that we can get an understanding. Mm, mm, mm. How were your conditions where you were working? We just want to know what was it, you know, horrible conditions oh, no. or, um, you know, was your boss kind of all over the, all over you and you oh. thought, Ish, I just need, I just need to breathe. <laughs> no, actually it wasn't horrible conditions. Yeah. Uh, the people I work for are cool people. Um, yeah. The team was a cool team. Yeah. Um, the, the, the conditions weren't, um, unbearable or horrible. Obviously, I mean, every company has its nitty gritties that, you know, can annoy, uh, any, any employee at any time, you know, but, uh, overall, it wasn't bad at all. Um, the decision really just came from me just saying, well, you know what? 
this is my life. I want to own my life. I want to try and do different things. And in order to do that, I don't want to have to sacrifice someone's, uh, you know, quality of business or whatever the case may be. Uh, so let me just sort of take the risk and take a step on my own and see what I can do. And right now, you know, I still work within the space and work within the within the industry with a, with a couple of people I'm working with now. And same as with my, my, my last job, there's still talks going on about what we can do. So it's not like you cut off and you burn bridges. You know, you just kind of adjust your life and move it in a certain direction and you're very transparent about it and it uh yeah man it helps it helps a lot with relationships mm. so how green did it really look like on the other side what was attracting you because i mean did you jump from one ship into the water and swim a bit until another ship came along or did you see a really attractive ship and you said you know what i'm willing to leave my job to do that type of job and then that's what the move was uh yeah the the thing that the thing that sort of uh, uh you know enticed me or attracted me is just like passion man like mm-hmm. you know what am what am I I'm young enough to take the risk and try the stuff that like I'm really interested in now mm-hmm. so I'd rather I'd rather do that right yeah. now um and uh you know deal with whatever comes afterwards because so, I've got the energy and the and the youth to do it so you left your job in marketing and advertising to go and become a, a manager for a recording artist? Uh, not not necessarily just that. I mean, uh, what I do, I work. Obviously, I work with uh, with with Shane. Uh, we own we own a, the company called Eagle Entertainment, which mm-hmm. we um, which we we do we have quite a lot of services. Uh, yeah. We we but we mostly focus on music management, publishing, and obviously recording. Uh, we have a studio set up and all that type of thing. But we also work on uh, certain other things. So there's a creative solution side to the business as well, which uh, I obviously bring some of, some of my expertise into. Uh, we've got sort of collaborative partnerships with a few other um, uh, sort of companies that I've also been involved with um, that, we, that we're working on. I'm also working within the marketing and, and, uh, and advertising space within my own capacity. Sort of, uh, you know, I've been pitching at a couple of clients lately. Um, I've also... I've also, um, uh, you know, like I said to you, there's still nego- there's still talks going on with um, my, my previous uh, employers about how we can maybe. Th- there's a company I work with now in Ramburg that's um, uh, also in the same space, uh, more on the traditional side and the inventing eventing side. So I'm there, I'm there um, with them quite often, and uh, there's there's talk about how we're going to move certain things across and how we're going to make it. Uh, you know, how we're going to, how am I going to become the plug between the different services and how I'm going to add value to them on a consulting point of view and from just a skill set point of view. So there's there's still I'm still working within the space. It's not that I've completely removed myself from there, mm-hmm. but I mean, like like I said, because I'm young, because I have so many interests and different skill sets. I'm trying all the different things, you know, yeah. like I, I work this, I do this and it gets a little bit overwhelming and a bit busy, mm. but it's better to do it at this age. You know yeah. what I mean? It's better to do it at this age. So there's a, there's a few things that uh, we'll see how they pan out in the next couple of months and then it'll be a more of a definitive answer. <laughs> I see. So yeah. the grass looked greener on the other side when you were about to jump and then now when you're on the, you are now on the other side, does it still look greener? Do you sometimes think, Ish, maybe I should have gone back to my nah. secure nine to five? Nah, I don't, I, like I don't have the, I don't think like that because um, thinking like that is like, is so counterproductive. You know, mm. I mean, if you're in a moment, be in a moment. I don't think you should think about the moments that you you sacrifice to get to a moment you are interested in. So that's sort of how I approach it. So I mean, obviously, I mean, you can have thoughts about certain things, but nothing nothing really um, ever puts me down or changes my mind about certain decisions I made because I know why I made them, you know. Uh, and uh, it's always it's always harder to um, it's always easier to kind of feel a certain way about your reality than it is about what's not your reality yet or what was your reality. So uh, I always know that concept is alive. And I know that is something that everybody feels, uh, or no matter what they're doing in their lives. 
So I don't, um, no, I don't necessarily, uh, regret anything I, I kind of choose to do because I, I do go into decisions with the mindset that, you know, regret is something that lives, um, it lives no matter what. Uh, there's always thoughts of what if, what in, what, what, what. And those things are just part of our psyche. Uh, and when you can control them and understand them and not allow them affect, to affect your, 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 your well-being or your future decisions, then I think you, you, you move, you move, you move along fairly swiftly. Mm. So, I mean, I, I've had a chat with many friends who are, you know, in nine to fives. They, they knew in, in it because, I mean, they come from varsity. Now they're there and they have these other interests, you know, things that they really would still love to do. One friend of mine is studying law. I actually know she's, she's done studying law. She, you know, she works oh, yeah? for one of the top firms around. Nice. And, uh, and she's, she, though, it looks very, very promising and it looks like, you know, the company's really going to push her up into certain roles. Yeah. She's still scheming her way out of this to go back to school to study what she really loves to do and then go in a different direction altogether. What is, what is it that she really wants to do? You know, she, she's really passionate about women and, ki- and children, especially children. And, okay. uh, you know, she wants okay. to contribute in that space. Um, maybe be part of guys making legislations and policies so she she really wants to see if she can connect her law type of stuff to maybe anything that that could be wow. in the international relations side That's and then she could go off into that direction and then i have other friends who want to you know do totally different things from that from this want to start da- dance studios and yeah. all sorts of other things cool. so what i mean is that um um all these all these dreams are all fair and well but Everyone is wondering, shucks, what, how do I tell my parents that when I'm already in a job, you see, it's different from when you're studying and then you tell your parents that, Hey, I want to change course. Or once you finish and you're saying, you know what? I don't want to work doing this. But in your case, you are yeah. already working. Your parents are like, at least my child has a job, you know, in this country where yeah. there's no jobs. Yeah. And now you telling her that you want to quit your job. And your mom is like, but there are no jobs around. Yeah, and like, you why must would you want to do that? Yeah. Happy. I mean, yeah. geez, son, now I, I can't go back to, to nursing you and taking care of you. And I mean, the first month was probably not so easy. It's true. I mean, like, you know, um, you know, the, the, the thing is you, you need to be smart about your moves. That's why I say timing is like everything, you know. Um, I obviously make this, I made a decision knowing that I could still be okay. There's ways that I'm still going to be okay to cover bills and, and those type of things. And obviously, I mean, I, I, there was, I went to interviews. I did the whole, I did the whole thing. I was thinking, let me find another job. Let me see where I can fit in. And, uh, yeah, like I say, there's certain deals I've struck and certain things I've made and certain moves I've made that are still keeping me around, but that also I'm, I'm not, I'm also allowed now to move a little bit more and I can do a few things, you know, which help. But I mean, like, I know that there's a lot of like this concept of young people like being, sort of um doing jobs they don't want to do and sort of being sort of uh kind of dreaming about things that they really want to do while they're at work sitting in front of their computer lives in every single young person in South Africa I'm pretty sure um especially our generation there's not many that are happy sitting working 9 to 5 at banks and at accounting firms and at law firms and stuff there's not many um and I think it's because of our interconnectedness and the and the the digital area we've grown up in, where we can actually see how people are making livings and living their best lives, um, doing things on their own accord. You know, uh, before it wasn't really accessible. You used to hear about it, so and so does so and so, and it used to be one story in a while. Now you actually go onto 
you go online and you see there's hundreds and thousands of people doing their own thing and, and making a living off of it, right? And I think that's a very appealing and very attractive lifestyle for the most young people would like. Um, because with that, with that uh, ability, you have, you, you, you know, it affords you the opportunity to, to do things on your own accord, to gym when you want to, to go to lunch when you want to, to, you know, pursue an idea, to, um, be entrepreneurial and to create, which is like an inner, an innate sort of, um, human desire, I think. We all have an, a, 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 we all have a desire to create something and leave something behind, right? So, the one thing that I, you know, pick up in conversation, and one thing I've learned is that it's, it's just as it's just as hard to fail at something you don't like doing. No, it's just as easy to fail at something you don't like doing than it is to fail at something you really like doing. So if failure is the thing that's keeping you back from trying certain things or taking leaps, think about failing at the thing you're doing right now because it's also very possible. You know, it's not it's not a it's not an impossible um idea. It's, it's really, really, it's, it's really, really real. You can, uh, corporates close down, you know, companies retrench, all these things happen. So you never really, when we say, when you say, when we say safe or when we say, um, you know, uh, stable, it's a very, uh, argue, arguable point, you know, so that, that's a thought made me really think and say, well, you know what, actually in a way you don't have much to lose, you know, trying to do things you want to do, um, Besides what would happen anyway, if you know what you know, the chances are the same. Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess it's just about you know channeling what it is you you really want and making sure you can um, you making sure that you have the I would say the the guts to pursue it. Mm. What I think is actually that um, the world is run from um, the 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 world is run by fear, and then. Uh, what I mean by this is the guys in the middle class, they fear going to the lower class, right? They, they, they fear that. So you, yes. you, you want something as stable as possible that's going to keep you here as long as possible. And, uh, and, and that's what you go after. And the guys in the, in the lower class, obviously they're trying to work hard to get to the middle class at least. And, you know, they, they, they also, but they also have a fear of just dying from starvation. But the guys in the, in the, higher class most of the time the the ones that are very entrepreneurial to own companies let's say for instance gareth cliff owns um you know cliff central and then there are people who work for him and um those people might not want to take that uh that risk of starting something new now the interesting thing is that um it's only because that they are it's only because there are people who are um who who are fearful of of the unknown that a person who owns Sussel can exist yeah. and he can be so rich because who's really doing the job let's say for instance in an engineering firm or or even in a, let's say a company like Sussel the engineers, the group of engineers, they're the ones who are, let's say, making the petrol. They're the ones who, who are designing the, the refineries and yeah. designing the columns and, and they're the ones operating them. And then the, you get the technical guys and they're the ones who are keeping the thing running and maintaining it and everything. But these guys couldn't start this thing on their own because they were scared. What if one month we don't make quite as much money as the other month? Yeah. So what happens is instead, because they're so scared, they are willing to accept a certain paycheck per month. Now, for instance, a social engineer gets, let's say, for instance, when you're starting off, uh, let's say for argument's sake, he's getting 
25 or 30, 30,000 rand, right? As an example, this is before tax or whatever. Now that's how much he's, he's getting, but I've actually calculated how much, um, fuel gets made in a minute by a, a team of about five of these guys. And in a minute, they could make more than 13,000 rand, uh, 13 million rand worth of product in a minute. So they literally make billions in a year. Just a single department of about, you know, um, let's say about 10 guys. Mm. But how much do they get paid for the amount of, you know, products that they just made? Well, enough for them to think, I have a secure job. But because they were not willing to take the calculated risk that the guy took who now owns the building, they're not getting the same type of coin that that guy's getting. Absolutely, but I think I think there's a, there's an element to that though as well. I, not everybody can own a Cecil. Yeah, you, but you know be, I mean? it's only because everyone is look look um I I uh, we can even dumb it down to a, a smaller level. You have uh, I I had guys who co- to come and fix my um um to come and fix my geezer right there at my place, right? Yeah. And um cuz my geezer wasn't working whatever. And then two guys came through. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a white gentleman and a black gentleman. Now, um, the black guy took out the tools. He was just starting to do everything. The white guy was just pointing. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you need? Okay. And let me just go check in the car and he would buy it. It would go and take some things in the car and bring it and so on. And, um, let's say for instance, this guy charged, let's say for argument's sake, 3000 Rand for this job. Right. Cool. And, um, how much is the dude getting paid who was actually doing the technical stuff? Probably around, um, he's probably getting paid, uh, f- five to, s- five to seven thousand rand a month, right? Mm. And, and, um, but he was the one who was doing all the work. The white dude owns the company and it's literally just the two of them in this company. The white dude owns a company. The black guy does the work, but it's because the black guy was so scared to start this thing on his own. Cause he thought, where would I get the customers? Where would I get the connections? I don't know the people. And so he rather settle for three for for let's say for 5,000 Rand a month. Yet he's there making prod like he, he's there providing the service that earns 30,000 or 60,000 a month. But he's comfortable with seven because mm. he was scared of taking the risk himself. And then you wonder how, and, and this is how guys like that white gentleman can exist. They can exist and flourish because they are people who are scared of taking a calculated risk and just starting things on their own. It's true. It's true. The, the people are, there are people that are afraid, but at the same time, let's think about it like this, right? You own a company, right? Yeah. Do you have people working for you? I am, um, I got like, Yes, I do. Yeah, you see yes. what I mean? So you've got a few yes. people working for you. Are those yeah. people taking calculated risks? Are they just settling? Are they scared? You see, so it's an interesting concept. Like sometimes I think about it too like that. And I say, well, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's parts of, there's people out there that are actually supposed to be really good employees. I think, I think there's a place for people like that. Really good team players, really good employees, but there are mm. certain people that have this other desire, this, um, it's, 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 it's an entrepreneurial spirit. If you have it, then I you think, should pursue it. I think this came from industrialization because if you, if you, uh, date back, back, back in the days in the 1800s yeah. or even further before there was all the industrialization, everyone did things for themselves. 
And you could get a certain guy who's really good at doing a certain thing, and then you just go to him and trade what you got at for what he's good yeah, at. Yeah, you'd barter. Yes, yes. For instance, um, if you look at the Afrikaners and their surnames, there's a reason why some are called Schoenmaker or, or Schumacher, mm. and some are called, um, um, you know, Van Aswegen, because he, the Van Aswegen guy, he would actually do certain things that would, um, let's say, um, he, he would provide a certain service that was linked to his surname. Mm. Vieg means major and us is literally ash and, and things like that. So maybe he was, he was, a, you know, a guy who measures those type of things for people so that they could mm. know how much is what and, and, and so on. And the schoonmarker, it's obviously simple. He was making shoes and then you'd get, you get them all just like that. Mm. Meaning that there were guys who were really good at certain um, at, at certain fields and the family was just known for it. And, you know, we, we could barter like that. And back then there was no, there was no money. So no one had to worry about security mm. because you just get born and then you do what your dad's doing. Mm. And you know what? You barter with people. Everyone can live. Everyone is fine yeah. until industrialization came with money and everything. Now, all of a sudden the pressure to, Hey, let me work for, for, for a big company and let me make some money and um, hopefully that will make us survive. And when people started to um, focus less on what they can do on their personal capacity, but more on what they could do for other people for money and so on as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is true. But I mean, if you're out there and you're a young person sort of stuck in a, in a, in a, in a position that you don't really want to be in, you actually want to pursue, you want to pursue something that you're passionate about or, or maybe you just, just want to change, just want to change your scenario or change your environment, which is also a very understandable and, and very normal thing to feel. You know, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things you can do. And, and, and one of those things is, is sort of, um, re-looking at how you market yourself. I think, I think marketing yourself is a very important, um, element in how, in, in sort of getting ahead in your life. Um, so, so one of the things that I actually came across while I was researching, uh, you know, yesterday, I was just reading through a couple of things. There's a, there's an interesting, a couple of interesting websites that I follow quite closely. And one article I saw on there was talking about, um, five resume mistakes that most successful people make. So there's a, there's a, there's an interesting, there's an, there's a few interesting points that they make here. The one of them that they say is that, um, a lot of successful people make their resumes more than one page. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, imagine being you successful, right? So you obviously have a lot that you've done. Now they, you know, they're telling you to kind of keep your resume to one page, so kind of summarize all the things that you've done, which is which was which was really interesting because I thought that people, you know, appreciate detail, but clearly that it's not. And another point they said is that we don't proofread enough. Successful people don't proofread enough because I think you know you just kind of. Um, speed through your 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 content and you and you and you leave a lot of typos which kind of affects your 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 overall look and 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 image um and then another one that was that was interesting was <laughs> was that uh they make each bullet point too long so it may imagine having bullet points that are too long bullet points are supposed to be summaries but then again successful people want to go into detail about what they've done how they've achieved it what it entailed you know they want to break down all the finer detail things and they end up making the bullet points so long that it almost looks like little paragraphs um which is obviously something which we have to avoid so i found these these points quite interesting um especially you know considering this conversation that 
if you're looking to change your your environment or change your job maybe or maybe just to compile a resume for yourself to 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 pitch um for for work or 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 to kind of have some credibility um to get people to buy into a company that you're opening maybe taking these things into consideration will help maybe it'll help improve your your image and you'll improve the marketing of yourself which is such a major key in today's in today's society i think um knowing how to present yourself um both in person and uh online and uh on paper is is quite a, is quite an important skill so just try and remember this keep your cv short keep your resume to the point try keep it on one page proofread and don't make your bullet points too long man i'm going to go have to go redo mine <laughs> <laughs> pretty interesting actually yeah. all that those are you know very profound statements I, I wish you could actually just write those things down for me so i could check out I'll my email resume. them to you <laughs> please do that man jeez yeah. that, that rather really sounds good okay so on the other side of this we're going to be talking about um trusting the journey and um going after the things that you love and um you know just that whole process exactly how do the dots connect looking back because they don't connect looking forward because looking forward you still need to make the dots but then looking back then you need to actually connect them
she put it down on me. I put them numbers up. All out of jump. She's 21. No case, she old enough to drink. My gotta be my lunch. Stay low on bill with her eye. Coachella chill with her eye. Got colorful lyrics. We twinning. Cause every other color Kali come out when I get up. Like a couple years younger, but she's fatter than a motherfucker. Ass fatter than a motherfucker. She got her own, she don't need no ticket. She get it, get she got it, so you know I'm gon' get it. She my NYPYT. She my NYPYT. She my NYPYT. She my pretty young thing, and I do anything for her. I love you, pretty young thing. What's up? What's your name? I should have asked the verse, but folk don't dope shake. A lot of girls do too much for that fame, but I can get to know you just from your pay. This is CliffCentral.com. All right. Thank you very much for still tuning in. This is, of course, Unplugged and In Charge on CliffCentral.com. You're with Weza Matomane, a.k.a. Weza, that guy. And I'm not alone. I'm always here with uh, Mr. One of the gentlemen, and this time around, it is Mr. Von Thiel. Yeah, man. The other two guys are missing in action. They'll yeah. be back. They'll be back next week. Yeah, you you still Von the everything, right? Yeah, I'm Von the everything. Von the poet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, proper stuff. <laughs> now, um, I, I want I wanted to talk about how um dots connect when you look backwards. You know, um, um, this is actually something that was said by um Steve Jobs at a certain graduation. I think it was at MIT or. Uh, or Harvard, if I think it was MIT though. So he was just giving a speech for, for, you know, for students as they were, you know, as they were graduating. Yeah. And then he said, you know what, um, looking back in his life, he can see how the dots connect when he looks back into his life. But when he was out there active doing certain things, he couldn't see how one thing would ever connect with another. And, uh, you know, sometimes, it it looked like you you know you fast on the way to nowhere, uh, and then somehow when you look back, you're like, wow, oh, that makes sense. Now it all makes sense, yeah. you know. And in fact, I, I want to chat a bit about this. When I look a bit back into my own life, you and uh, yeah. there was a time, for instance, in high school, I used to study with my. I would put both my thumbs against my ears, <laughs> right, while I study, and I would read aloud what i'm what i'm reading but oh, I, could, okay. I could hear myself read did it help you, know? you study did it help you learn it helped me learn because oh, wow, okay. what i was thinking in my mind was well i'm reading it yeah so so in in essence i'm seeing it i'm hearing it and then i'm also getting to you know internalize it more and more because i'm okay. reading uh, i'm so my eyes are reading That's interesting. and I'm hearing it at the same time. And then I would write it down afterwards again. So these three ways of, of learning would help me, you know, learn three times faster in a way yeah. or, or just remember something, something in three times more detail as well. Snap. And these, this is what I used to do. But I think now looking back, that has been, a, you know, something that it contri- contributed to me being able to do voiceovers. 
and me getting to understand the sound of my own voice and how to do this or how to do that. But, mm. but let's mm-hmm. even take it a little bit deeper than that. For instance, um, a lot of people always wonder, you know, let's say you're starting out this, um, you, this new thing. Let's say, for instance, as an artist, right? Uh, you, you're an MC or you're a, a comedian or maybe you're, you're a performer, uh, musically or, or even a dancer and you're wondering, if um you know if anything is ever really going to blow up and yeah. how 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 do things connect and whether you should be doing certain things for yeah. free and and so on you know you, you always have I all these you. concerns and all these worries now when i look back um there was a i i used to um my my first MCing type of thing was at uh, Sun International, right? I would MC at Sun International. Obviously, this was also a far-fetched thing. I was MC. I need to let me actually start it from the beginning properly. So I am. I was uh, invited to a friend's party in high school, and I, I, I. She wanted me to come DJ. I was no DJ, so I said, "Well, I don't even know how to DJ." Then mm. she said, "Just bring your laptop. We'll connect it to my sound system, and it'll be fine." All right, cool. So we picked a couple of songs. We went through. We did it, and while doing it, there was a lovely microphone there. Now I always loved microphones since I was a little kid. When I was on five, six years old, I thought a microphone was like an ice cream, and I thought, "Why isn't anyone just licking that thing?" You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, there was a microphone there, so I picked up the microphone and I started saying a thing or two, and there was someone in the back of the room uh, that said oh this kid's got a bit of a talent you know uh, come through uh, we need you to come and audition for you know being an MC for Sun International I went through I, I didn't get that audition it was a a, a no because of my age um, but it, I, I really did well so much so that they actually remembered me and they said you know what we, 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 we'll call you one day and I okay. thought yeah well okay. whatever whatever you know those things don't call us yeah. we'll call you but yeah. I felt really fulfilled I thought you know what it's as big as it gets for a Did guy well. from Thunderbell Park. Yeah. You know, uh, I saw a camera. I was, you know, I had a mic in my hand. Yeah. That was pretty big for me. And uh, there was a couple of celebrities I was auditioning in front of. So I thought, man, that that was big enough for a guy like me who came from a small, who, who is in it's a like, small town. It was like you made it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought, I mean, at least God made me touch it. I didn't get to live it, but I got to touch it. You know, yeah. I walked away that day feeling fulfilled and I felt like it's okay. Yeah. And, um, two years later, two years later, they called and said, yay. Two years. Wow. Yeah. And they said, we remember you said you would go to, Pretor- to Pretoria. Are you in Pretoria? Then I said, yeah. Then they said, well, there's a casino right there in Pretoria that we would like you to go try out for them and go and de- audition there. Wow. And normally when I t- say the story, I-, I speed it up, but this time I'm going to actually mention a few details in there. So I went, uh, I didn't have transport either. I got a friend to take me there, got there. And, uh, you know, did, did a thing or two there as well. This time around, they wanted only one person yeah. and there were 20 people auditioning. Some of them had the, a lot of experience, you know, um, some of them were final year drama students and people, you know, with, with a lot of, sure. uh, things behind their resume. And I was still just that dude from the party who's studying engineering <laughs> and it was still not good enough. But, uh, you know what? Um, uh, thankfully I, I did something and I did very well again and they really loved me. And this time I was of age. And then the call, when the call came through, I thought, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. Answer the call that said, you know what, Weza, you're really great. We loved you. The client also loved you. The problem is that they wanted a girl. Oh, what? Man. What? 
So they decided to Back go to with the, the girl. Board. <laughs> and um, you can carry on with your engineering stuff. And I thought, Damn. okay, whatever. Well, at least I gotta hold the mic again. And then I, you know, I just went back to, to my engineering stuff. And yeah. then they called again six months down the line and said, Wiza, you know, at this time we're not even going to waste your time. No auditioning. Just come. Just come. Please. Oh, okay, just come. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that started. Nice. But then, but, but that was just one side of the coin. Now, um, how about emceeing outside the casino? What happened is the first gig that I got outside the casino was what just. What kind of jobs would you do at the casino? Um, I would literally just MC for them. MC in terms of, hey, here we're giving away a car or, hey, we're giving away some money. On the floor. Yeah, yeah, oh, on okay, the floor. Cool. So it's like a live interactive type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So now, um, uh, a friend uh, um, said, "You know what? We uh, you should you should totally be the MC for this thing." They got a friend. Uh, I mean, that they got someone to say, "Hey, please let this guy MC the thing." Mm, and uh, mm, I did it, mm. and it was great. They paid me some, you know, small anyana money. It felt big at the time, but it yeah. was really small when I think of it now. <laughs> but I thought, "Hey, it's something, right?" Yeah, of course. And man. um, and then what what happened is now I would re I really loved um, you know, doing those type of things, but. Uh, Nobody knows about me I don't have connections I don't know How people are going to Start booking me yeah, So what like, I did then was yeah. I, I literally remember In 2012 I think um, I, I, I was walking past A certain poster It was 2012 yeah. If it was on 2011 it was 2012. There was a poster saying that Tux is hosting uh, Tux Got Talent and the SRC is doing this thing. And when I read the poster, there was no contact details about, you know, um, exactly how to get a hold of these people or anything. Then I thought to myself, I would really love to host this thing. I just don't know how to get in contact with these people because I don't know mm, anybody. Okay. So I just went on to Twitter, went on to um, the, the SRC's Twitter page and then I, e- I like I, I inboxed them. Hey guys, um, I hear you guys have have a, a, a an event I, I have a proposition who can i speak to mm. and then they gave me you know the contact details of the src president i met him uh he really loved my idea and 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 just loved the fact that i have a eagerness to work with him in this thing okay. and uh i arrived just at the right time because they were still planning the thing so i got involved with the planning and everything and uh you know they when i look back now they paid me like peanuts for it mm. but it was a start it was me introducing myself to some people and then i took up the approach of you know what i'm gonna start dealing drugs in a way yeah dealing yeah. drugs is my service is a drug and i'm gonna deal drugs as in i'll, I'll mc for you uh, for free right now but if if you come back then it's not for free anymore because i mean yeah. That's how drug dealers work, right? <laughs> so that's pretty much how, what how I. How do you know that's how they? Work? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the TV says. They say the first one's free. So, so that's pretty much what I what I started doing yeah, in the beginning yeah. when I was still starting up. And uh, I remember um, a friend, say, I mean, a, a, a certain guy came on to me and said, "Hey, man, I saw you MC somewhere. We have something at TUT. Can you come and MC that?" Yeah. I went through and I MC'd. Uh, uh, I uh, he wanted to pay me something, but it ended up really being weird he paid me with ticket money man i'm talking five rands two rands one rands and some 10 rands i felt so embarrassed like he gave me the money in my hand i was like this is not professional at all but hey man it was it was a start but he gave you something he gave me something it was not all of it still it was like half what he wanted he had said he would pay me but uh here's how beautiful this turned out so because of that 
there was a guy there who was a des- designing the clothes of these people. The guy said, Hey man, um, I'd really love you to MC. I, I have a event coming up one day and I, I want you to MC it. it yeah. And, um, you know, I met him. He, he's a street vendor and he, he actually just sells clothes from the street, but he wanted to do this really great fashion show. And he, you know, he was just bartering help and f- support from here and there. And he had this thing called the RVK fashion week. So I went through, I MC oh, okay. the thing for three days. It was totally exhausting. And, and also draining because I'm trying to get it onto a great level because I felt like I believed I was on this level. And, yeah. I, and, and, you know, and, yeah. and it really was a lot of hard work. But what I want to say is that fast forwarding, um, to, to from that time onwards, the people that came through to watch that, um, are, are response, uh, some, some of the people that came through, uh, if I really track back, have been connected in, in me, Eventually landing on Cliff Central and getting people here at Cliff Central. Then also on me landing onto some TV deals, yeah. onto Destiny Man, um, MCing, onto, you know, onto so much like TV, radio, and, and even other things out, outside of that. And it's all because of something I did way, way back. And it started off feeling for free and it felt like you were doing something for Totally, almost nothing. And yeah. you thought maybe you're getting exploited. But you know what? Things sometimes really do connect when you look back. But when you look forward, you, it, you sometimes you can't see how it's all going to come together. Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't always know how things are going to turn out. I guess it's always easy to look back and make sense of all the crazy things that happened to you in your life and uh, how it all led to you being where you were, but, or where you are rather. But, uh, I think the most important thing you can sort of take from, from, from Wes's story and from a lot of successful sort of people's stories and uh, connecting the dots backwards is that they kept moving, you know? As long as you keep moving, you end up somewhere. It's when you stand still that you don't go anywhere at all. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly it. As long as you keep moving, anyone inside a pool who's willing to keep on kicking, keep on doing something, Time and time again, eventually gets to the side of the pool. Only those who stop kicking are the ones that drown. So just keep on kicking, guys. It's a new season. It's um, four months to go until this year is over. In the next four months, you can make amazing things happen for yourself. Keep on kicking. Keep on going. And don't stand still until you're outside the pool. All right, guys, it's been an absolutely great time uh, chatting with you guys. It's always a fantastic pleasure. It's the shortest hour of the week. This is Unplugged and In Charge. You're chilling with Weza Matomane. Weza that guy. And... <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I thought you were going with Von Thiel. And, uh, yeah, you, my name is Von Thiel, but you can call me Von the Poet, Von the Everything. I'm RJ. Catch me on social media, on Twitter at Von the Everything, and on uh, Snapchat with the same thing. And Facebook, Von Thiel. Let's keep in touch. Let's keep it going. Unplugged and in charge every Thursday. We'll see you next week. This is CliffCentral.com.